Welcome to the Big Band and Swing Podcast, brought to you by SwingCityRadio.com. Hi, gang. And hello to you, Jill. I'm Ronaldo, and you're listening to the Big Band and Swing Podcast. That voice you just heard was the voice of Martha Wilkerson, more famously known as G.I. Jill. Jill, why don't you formally introduce yourself to everybody? This is G.I. Jill with G.I. Jive. Well, Jill, I am honored to be sharing the mic with you in this podcast. Before we learn more about you, the G.I. Jive, and the role you played in World War II, I want to remind you to head on over to Swing City Radio so you can enjoy all of your big band and swing favorites from the 1930s, 40s, and today. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our fine podcast. And hey, don't be shy. Remember to leave us your reviews. So back to G.I. Jill. Martha Wilkerson was just an ordinary working mom married to a soldier with a child at home. When Pearl Harbor was attacked in December of 1941, she found herself writing her brother many, many letters. Her brother was a Navy lieutenant that was stationed in the Pacific. After a while, she learned that her letters were not getting through to him, and that got Martha thinking, not just about her brother, but about all the other boys that weren't hearing from home as well. Martha came up with the idea for a 15-minute radio show where she would read letters from home, play the hits, and so on, just to keep the soldiers feeling, feeling connected. She got approval from a local San Francisco station to do the show, and soon she was up and running and doing a daily broadcast. The signal from that station was reaching some of the troops in the Pacific theater of the war, specifically Guadalcanal, where there was some fierce, fierce fighting going on. And that show got a fantastic response from the troops, and it really helped with, with morale. In fact, it was so popular that the armed forces got wind of Jill's program and brought her to Los Angeles to do a show from there. And that's where Jill and her G.I. Jive were born. By the end of the war, it was being beamed out to over 400 outlets around the world seven days a week. Well, Jill, why don't you take it from here? Who do we have up first on today's show? Terry James is going to take off with the 2 o'clock jump at the very special request of Private Johnny Coleman and APO 717, Corporal Don Morgan and the gang at APO 565, PFC John Penning and his pals at APO 928, and J.W. Dunn and his shipmates. Okay, now, here it is. Harry James, 2 o'clock jump.
Well, hoping you're in the mood for a little record spinning. How about lending an ear while a fine Glenn Miller disc swings out the American Patrol? just heard American Patrol by Glenn Miller. That was taken from a December 1943 live radio performance. Before that, we heard Tommy Dorsey's Minor Goes a Muggin' and the Two O'Clock Jump from Harry James. And of course, we heard that beautiful girl next door voice of G.I. Jill. In wartime, never, never underestimate the power of morale. G.I. Jill became the darling of the airwaves for allied troops around the world. I read in an article about her that she would normally spend about nine hours a day answering mail from the servicemen. 
and her connection with the troops were was truly authentic, not some empty flirting. Like in my opinion, what made the show so successful was the unsexy manner in which it was delivered. Friendships formed. G.I. Jill became part of the family you were fighting for back home. Now I speak to you as a broadcaster when saying this. I am just simply in awe of the emotional connection and relationship she developed with her audience, with, with, with the troops. Her show was only 15 minutes a day, but her caring, her sincerity came through loud and clear on the airwaves. So Jill, what do we have up next? Count Basie, you take off with Jumpin' at the Woodside.
That was one of Basie's best, Jumpin' at the Woodside, played at the request of Corporal John Harvey, who asked that I dedicate it to L.B. Keith, Charles Coleman, Ivan Harper, Leroy Phipps, and Lewis Hogan at APO 322. And also requested by Sergeant Charles Kingland for the men of D-15 at Bruns General Hospital, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay, Joe, I think I'm going to take over for a moment and play some Benny Goodman. Let's hear Sometimes I'm Happy. You're listening to the Big Band and Swing Podcast.
Jack, it's G.I. Jive, your all-recorded, all-request session that takes place daily in the AEF jukebox of the air. So let me know what you'd like to hear by writing Jill, care of G.I. Jive, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And now a bang-up wind-up by Bob Crosby and his orchestra, dedicated to Sergeant Ainley Nikolsky and the men at APO 858, PSC John McKinney and the gang at APO 726, Peter Augustine and a certain CBMU, Bob Crosby and the Sugarfoot Strut. Thank you. 
That was Birmingham Special by Glenn Gray and the Casaloma Orchestra. We also heard some Benny Goodman, and Jill played some Bob Crosby and his Sugarfoot Strut for us. It has been so cool sharing the mic with the legendary G.I. Jill. You know, it's rumored that she received over 70,000 letters from the troops. And from what I've read, she responded to the majority of them. (laughs) Something tells me that we might hear more from G.I. Jill in the future. Thank you so much for for listening to the Big Band and Swing podcast. I, I truly appreciate it. Jill, why don't you send us off with your famous goodbye? Thanks for your cards, letters, and requests. It's really swell to hear from you. Till tomorrow, then, this is your G.I. gal Jill saying good morning to some of you, good afternoon to some more of you, and to the rest of you, good night. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Band and Swing Podcast. And hey, don't forget to subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by SwingCityRadio.com. Check out Swing City Radio playing your big band and swing music favorites from the 1930s, 40s, and today. This is Ronaldo signing off. See you next time and have a great day, everybody. <laughs>